right, hello, my friends. My name is Josh and I'm an alcoholic and a sex addict. And that is not my identity, but I, uh, I identify myself at the beginning um, because I, that's how I stay rooted with when my life uh, is lived on self-will, that that's kind of where, where I end up. And that's, that's, not, a, that's not a distant memory. Um, so that's why I, I start with that. But today I wanted to talk about drowning. Who has ever drowned before? People actually have drowned. Wow. So I have I have a friend. I was talking to him the other. I don't even know why. I don't even know how we start talking with this. We were talking just like about swimming lessons or something with like so I'm taking my kid to swimming lessons now. And and he made a comment being like, oh yeah, like when I was in like high school or middle school. I went to the quarry with a bunch of friends and like, I'm not a strong swimmer. So we said, and he's like, so the friends wanted to swim across the quarry. And he's like, well, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know if I can swim across the quarry. I don't know. I don't know if I'm strong enough, but you know how middle school boys are or high school boys. And come on, man, like you got, like you got this. And it's, and, and, and just the slight bit of, uh, of encouragement. And next thing you know, he's jumping in the water. Well, they start swimming across and his, and his buddies are far ahead. And he realizes I can't keep up to them, nor it's like, I think he was like a third of the way. And he's like, I can't make, I'm not going to make it across. So he turns around. Next thing he remembers is that he comes to on the beach. And what they told him was that a woman was walking her dog on the beach, saw this kid sinking in the water, pulls him out of the water, CPR on the beach, ambulance takes him to the ambulance takes him to the hospital. And luckily he's alive. But what what are what are the signs of like how how do you drown? Is it maybe lack of lack of skill? Maybe it's exhaustion. Maybe it's maybe it's the weather, you know, maybe it's a little little wavy out and 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 you're not able to handle the waves. I uh have you guys ever seen the videos where like I don't, I didn't even realize this was the thing, but it's like, people will take like infants and put infants in water and like in the pool. And I guess there's something about infants is like, that it's like, they just don't drown. Like you probably can drown them, but it's like, but they somehow know how to hold their breath and they somehow know how to do this. And you see these little tiny bodies in the water. So I never did that, but I'm like, man, I'm like, well, maybe kids have this inapt thing that they just know how to hold their breath and they know how to do things. So this is a couple of years back, several years ago. And I'm at the waiting pool with my kid. And, you know, they're very strict at times about like, you can't do certain things, but they don't like you jumping in off the side. But I'm like, I'm just going to stand right here. And he jumps in the pool and I grab my son. Okay. And it's, it's good. And, and I catch him. And then one time I'm like, I hope this isn't like a, I hope this isn't like a black dot or this is like, I don't want to be scarring him, but I'm like, I want him to just be comfortable in the water. So one time I don't catch him and I just let him, I just let him hit the water. And, and when I, when I pull him up, his eyes were like wide open, like, like his whole three years of life just flashed before his eyes. And it's like, I'm, I'm going to lose my life. And I'm like, well, I guess, I guess the theory that it's like you hold, like kids just grab, hold their breath underwater or whatever. I guess, I guess that stops at a certain point, but there's this fear that when he's drowning, and there's this fear that he can't catch his breath. And it's like, and he's just, he's just like, get me out of here. 
what does it look like to us to drown if we're not in water? What does it look like to be drowning spiritually? What does it look like to be drowning? What does it look like to be drowning in addiction? And it's funny because what what's and I don't know if this is I don't know if it's true or not. I think I've heard of this before. But what's another what's another what do they also call drowning? Is it or is it silent killer? No, it's not silent killer. That's that's carbon carbon monoxide, isn't it? Okay, we can say we can say drowning is also a silent killer because it's not like the movies. The movies aren't where you're splashing around and all this stuff like that. It's like if you've ever seen a kid slip underwater, they slip under quietly. And then they just don't regain it like that. I've seen that happen where I put, I sent the ball to my kid, pushed it to him, and it's like, and he slipped and he fell underwater. I, and I didn't even realize it at first. And then it's like, there's no splashing, there's no wailing. But I think that's what addiction can do to us. Addiction can be this silent killer that it's like, we don't necessarily see all this splashing, this wailing. It's just this slowly become isolated, slowly become disconnected from everyone. But we come to this terrible dilemma. You know, in the big book says it's like the dilemma is what? The dilemma is a lack of power. But we in turn, it says that we have to act, we actually have to escape it. And, and we escape it with the same desperation of drowning men. That with that same desperation, I'm actually I'm actually willing to do whatever it takes to save my life. There's, um, we're in, I was in a group this morning and it was kind of discussing, uh, it's kind of discussing, you know, that there's four, four types of people when it comes to addiction. And it's like, you know, maybe you're in the, maybe in the first one and it's like, you know, you're kind of rocking the boat a little bit, or maybe you're in the, you're in the second type and the second type is, is, you know, you can't control and it's like you know you want to stop but you can't stop and the third the third type it's like things are getting worse and then the fourth is like man it's like you're you're really far down this hole and the discussion led to you know it's often easier to to show or to work with people that are of the latter two i wasn't part of the latter two though you know so i would i would say i'm i'm part of the first two where it's like i was never really fully convinced that i was drowning you know, because I still have the job or I still like, it's like, I live this life of comparison that I'm like, well, I'm not like you and I'm not like you. And it's like, it's like, okay, Josh, you got to detox. Well, it's like, okay, cool. I'll detox a little bit, but maybe I still want to hold on to certain things in my life. I still want to, I want to, because I'm not really willing to let go because in my, in my, in my, in my, the way I saw it was, it's like, well, things aren't that bad. And yeah, maybe things weren't that bad yet. But they are definitely bad enough that it's like they were creating a lot of consequences internally for me and creating consequences for my loved ones around me. So it's like, how far, how far do I want to go? How, how much do I need to drown? So it would have been difficult to work with me at the beginning. Because I would say I was combative. I was always pushing up against people. And maybe I got my ideas. And I, and I said, I would probably even like, have a critical spirit that it's like, I don't really need to listen to all these things. Man, that's not, those aren't symptoms of a drowning man. 
but I don't think we need to look at the symptoms. I think, uh, or uh, sorry, I don't think we need to look at the consequences. I think what I need to look at is, is my solution working? And my solution could have been, you know, could have been alcohol. My solution could have been, could have been sex or porn. And it's like, like, was that actually doing the job that I was, that I was intending for it to do? Or I also called myself a Christian. Was that solution working for me? And in my experience, nothing was working for me. So I really had to start reshaping the ideas and the beliefs and the prejudices I prejudices I had because certain things weren't working. And I think it's because of me. It wasn't because of God. It wasn't because of anything else. But it's because of my, the things that I was actually putting in the way. And even recently, you know, there's certain things that I don't have my, on my phone. But I got my my friend called me out and he's like, he's like, well, you're watching like YouTube shorts. And I'm like, well, it's not Instagram shorts, so it's uh, real. So it's it's not like they're they're not that bad, right? Like we're just watching cute little cat videos. But he's like, well, let's let's just let's just play this out. And is that something that's actually aiding in your recovery? Or is that something that's actually gonna take you down a path that you know you don't want to go down? All right, cool. I don't need to be combative because if I'm combative, then what that's, then that's all of a sudden pride popping up thinking that maybe the other person thinks that I was combative. I don't think I was combative, but it's like, but, but it's like, yeah, boom, I'll delete that app right, right then and there. It's like, it's like, it's it, like gone. It's like, if, 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 if this is seen, cause even though, you know, I'm not, I don't feel I'm on the hot seat. Like I once was, it's like, do I still act? Do I still live today? as if I'm a drowning man. Do I still live today with that sense of desperation? You know, and it's, and even like I, I, I was out last night and, yeah, and, and it was tough yesterday, you know, like, like I worked yesterday and I came home and my, and, my, and my wife teaches piano in the afternoons into the early evenings. So it's like, so I get the kids supper and clean and bedtime and all that stuff. And then I leave the house to go help out with our life lab class. And I get back and I get back probably like 10, 10, 15. And I just remember saying to my wife, it's like, you know, like, oh, you know, it's, it's tough. Like I'm tired, you know, like, it's like, I'm not feeling well, I'm tired. And she's, and, and her beautiful response was, but you know what? You were given a gift that was for, like, or you were given something or how did she say it? I don't like, I, I'm, I'm horrible at misquoting, but she's like, you were given a free gift or something was given freely to you. Like what an honor it is to be able to pass that on to someone else. Yeah. All of a sudden I'm not as tired anymore because I know that if I want to act as if I'm in desperation, if I want to act as if I'm a drowning man, that this is part of it. This is part of, this is part of that cycle that it's like my time is not my own time anymore. Um, There's, if you were to look at the Life Lab book, there's a quote by uh, Nancy DeMoss. And she says, proud people are blind to their true heart condition. That speaks so much to me right there, that I was blind to where I really was at. 
I didn't, I thought everyone else had the problem. I thought I wasn't that bad. And really, when I think that, it's just like, when I think that, it's just like, I can work my way out of it. But my ego needs to be crushed. Like, is it, is it in, I could be wrong in this, but is it in The Wizard of Oz, the movie with the witch? And like, isn't there a spot that says like, I'm melting. Like, is that The Wizard of Oz? Okay, I haven't watched this video clip I, I, like in years. So, but I think that that's what needs to happen to my ego though. I need the, the, the same thing that it's like, I don't even know what's melting her. What is, I have no idea what's melting her, but something is, and that's what needs to happen to my ego though. Because my ego wants to build itself up and being like, you're not drowning, you're fine. You're, it's like, you just had a little rough patch. You know, go back into the water. But I know what happens when I do that. And when I'm drowning, does it really matter? Like, if I know, if I knew, if I know my true state, if I know where I'm going to end up, if I know, if I know, yeah, like, if, if I know that left to my own demise, where things will end up, why do, why am I all of a sudden so opinionated? Why do all of a sudden I, I think that my way is right? Why when someone, like my old sponsor used to say this, that he's like, he's like, it's like someone throws you a life raft. They're a life preserver. It's like, who cares if it's blue or red? You're just grabbing on. But yet for some reason, I can form these ideas and, and, and just be like, well, it's like, yeah, I don't really like that about the 12 steps. Or I don't like this about Life Lab. Or I don't like, I don't really appreciate that about the Bible or God. And man, for someone who's a, who's a drowning man, I can form a lot of opinions very quickly. And my opinions are my attitudes and then those come out of my actions. And, and, and it's like in those actions, like I, I have this little lie that I tell myself that wants to, wants to try and keep myself safe. But really, it's like there's this fear that's driving all of this. And I saw like I was, we were watching uh, we were watching that show, The Chosen, and and we it was a couple nights ago that we saw the season the season finale, and there was a, there was it was the was it the end scene or close to the end scene when uh, if you haven't seen this, I'm sorry, but I'm going to talk. Doesn't it doesn't matter? It's this is a two thousand years old, so get over it. It is there's there's they have jesus walking on water and just you know there's ads on whatever so it's like you'll see this in a trailer probably but jesus is walking on the water and peter's like like command me to come out there and he comes out and peter's in this has been in this piss poor attitude for days or weeks leading up to this and he has this faith jesus command him to come out of the water the storms are raging and he walks out and all of a sudden, he gets distracted, and he and he sees all the waves, and 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 he, and fear comes over him, and he starts to sink. And then next thing you know, is all you see is you just see a hand coming in through the water. And the big book says this: it says, "What seemed at first a flimsy reed, has proved to be the loving and powerful hand of God." 
and I see that I see that that's the opportunity that I have that it's like Peter grabs Peter grabs his hand and he's pulled up into the boat and then something happened before and after but Peter was always saying he's like faith isn't my problem faith isn't my problem lack of faith is my problem and I, I would have said the same thing like lack of faith wasn't my problem it's like, like I like I believed in God but I think I had prejudices around God and I think I had certain beliefs about me and I think often I I think that I think my my pride has me look a lot higher upon myself than what than what I really am or my current state. But he has this moment and then it's just this gripping, this grip that he has on Jesus saying, it's like, don't let me go. Don't let me go or never leave me. I, I don't, again, I don't want to quote it, but it was, it was something like that. Is that what I'm walking into my day with? Like literally, like Jesus, do not let me go today. Do not let me go. Because if you let me go, I am drowning. And I believe there is an enemy that is going to tell you, yeah, you're doing pretty good. You got this on your own right now. Go, go for it. And I think it always starts in this subtle little, this subtle whisper, this subtle little piece that just is like, yeah, you're good. Yeah, you had God yesterday, but you can make this decision on your own. You can make that, that you can, you can form that sentence and make this opinion and you can do all these things. And it's like, but when I start doing that, it's like, all of a sudden I'm leaving God out of this picture. But do I have the same desperation that says, Jesus, do not let me go today. God, do not let me go. Because if you let me go, I am sinking. And where does that sinking? They could look different for all of us here. Sinking could send you right back into lack of boundaries with someone. Sinking could send you back into, you know, racing thoughts or compulsive thoughts, or it could send you back into drinking or, 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 or sexual, sexual conduct or, or whatever it is, whatever, whatever your story is, whatever you, you have gone to for ease and comfort, whatever you have gone to, to try and fill that hole inside of you. If I'm not holding on to God, that's where I'm going to slide back to. That's, that's what I'm going to, that's what I'm going to drown into. So what is my current desperation today? When I wake up in the morning, is my current desperation saying, God, I need you today. Because you are the one that has given me breath. You're the one that has given me life. You're the one that has given me shelter and food and everything that I have bring me close to you and when I think that that's when that's my focus everything else doesn't seem to matter anymore because God's going to give me exactly what I need when I need it and he's going to bring me to the he's going to give you energy when you need it he's going to give you rest when you need it. he's going to he's going to give you whatever it is but as a drowning man I got to get rid of my own, strip myself of my own little ego, strip myself of 
what I think is right because I'm in the middle of the ocean and I got this, what might seem like the flimsy, a flimsy reed, but it's really the powerful hand of God. And that's what's reaching down to me. And I, and that's what's reaching out for all of us right now. And all we have to do is just stick out our, our hand and grab it. Thank you.